my friends, family, and chosen family, welcome. My name is Andrea Davidson, and aside from the fact that I had to take on a few in-between-the-good-times food industry jobs to pay the rent, I have been a professional musician for most of my life. In the hustle of the record, the publishing and production deals, touring and trying to find my place in the industry, I was quietly dealing with a list of perpetual chronic health issues that catalyzed me to question whether or not what I'd been told by doctors my whole life was actually true. Does diet affect the way I feel and look? Could I actually reverse my chronic health issues and improve my mental health through nutrition, mindset, and lifestyle changes? Does the way I'm thinking about myself and the world around me actually affect my reality? And do I have the capacities to positively change that perspective and therefore my reality? Absolutely. All right. So I'm officially the proud owner of Be Well Natural Health Store here in downtown Rogersville, Tennessee. And this podcast is intended to be a resource of empowering information for you. No matter if you live in the area or if you're a part of our online community, whether you're looking to take your first step towards better health or your 10,000th, Be Well welcomes you. Hello. Well, I don't know if there's any of you out there that have been going through some hard times in life lately, but... I just want to let you know you are not alone. I was recently listening back to a few podcasts I've created and realized that sometimes I may come off like I think I've got a lot of answers. And yeah, I'm just going to throw it in right here that I have hardly any answers and probably too many questions. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a seeker and constantly looking to improve my life, not only externally, but also between my ears and, and my heart. And I'm, I'm usually pretty darn good at picking myself up off the ground after a few days of getting drop kicked and landing there. <laughs> but for some reason, these past few weeks, since I got back from vacation, it, it's just been relentless and it's been harder, harder than ever. Uh, for me to shake the heaviness harder than it's been in a really, really long time. So there's a part of me that doesn't really even want to share any of this with you. And I kept trying to do a different podcast topic, but this was the only thing that would come out. And of course I don't want to share because, you know, of the self-doubt and shame permeating through these aspects of my life right now. But I know that if I share in my shames and problems I'm experiencing, it it may give one person who's listening the courage to do that too. And as Brene Brown says, shame breeds in the shadows. So when we bring bring that shame into the light, we actually begin the process of disempowering it. And we also begin to reframe it, which really means we're assimilating and integrating lessons, and this is all I want for my life. I swear. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do a little personal share here, and I'm gonna then let you know some of the things I've been doing to pull myself out of it, which are really working, even though they're requiring me to practice patience. <laughs> okay. So while I was on vacation, something happened, and one of the weeks I was away, the shop ended up having to be closed most of the week. And I actually got in the hole uh, for the first time since Be Well has opened. 
And, you know, that's a scary place to be. It, it was kind of down to the wire anyway, because June was slower and some of my expenses were higher. And so I get this Airbnb guest and he wants to stay eight nights, which would help offset some of the loss. And I was just like, thank you, God, this is amazing. Right. And I, you know, I have my sauna regulars and I love them all and I didn't want to let them down. Normally I wouldn't book for, for so many nights in a row cause they use it during the week. Uh, but I did reach out and asked if they wouldn't mind if I did that. And they were understanding and flexible cause they're awesome. And I thought, wow, this is going to make me able to pay my monthly sales tax almost in full, which was a big deal. So fast forward to the second night, this guy is supposed to be at Be Well, and about 3 a.m. I get a call from Airbnb support in like Thailand or something. (laughs) Anyways, this guy reported my place as being unsafe due to mold and a whole laundry list of things. Now, this this guy was exaggerating and, uh, you know, he wanted to get his money back, but some of his concerns were understandable and I, I actually felt terrible about it. So, you know, after it all went down, I wrote him an apologetic message and just kind of like empathizing. There, There's an unfinished room back there um, and it, it should have been locked up, but it wasn't. And he saw the unfinished room, which it didn't look very good, of course. And the laundry room has a small hole in the wall, which is attached to that unfinished room. And sure enough, there was, it was mildew or mold starting to grow around that hole. And my freezer, he felt like it should have, you know, been cleared. And there was some stuff in it from a previous Airbnb and we really haven't had pest issues at Be Well at all, uh, but he, he found a bug and killed it and took a picture of it. And I told him, gosh, man, I'd be grossed out by that too. Who wants, you know, bugs in the place where they're sleeping? I get it. And I, I just told him, you know, I was really sorry for, for the experience he had and that I was fixing everything, right? So the next day I get a notification that he can review the place. Well... <laughs> I immediately started crying because, as some of you may or may not know, uh, reviews can really hurt your business when it comes to Airbnb, okay? So, in my vulnerability, sent him another message and said, hey, just want to say, I'm still feeling bad about all of this. I just got a notification. You're able to review me, which is now making me feel very anxious and even worse. And I told him the truth. I, I... I'm not doing the Airbnb for fun. <laughs> I need the Airbnb to help the business I'm I'm operating in the front of the building, which is Be Well. I'm, I'm doing that to help, you know, supplement income and that a terrible review from him would, would really hurt me. So I asked him to please consider this before reviewing, knowing that I'm currently fixing the issues. Well, a day later, of course, he reviewed it and it was it was as bad as it could be. He, he said that because I had reopened my Airbnb after his experience, he felt he had to leave a review for anyone who might be considering staying there. Like he was saving people from my toxic, terrible spot. And of course I never opened it to anyone, you know, and it just felt so malicious and gross. And so along with all this very stressful stuff, 
there are a few people I'm close to that are having some serious health issues. And that, of course, made me feel great fear and concern. And then there's the love of my life, my fiance. By the way, as I record this podcast, it's officially our one year since we took our first walk together in Pressman's home. And right now, we're currently getting into learning about each other's past wounds in very potent ways and figuring out how to heal together. And it is hard. It's hard for both of us to trust more and open up deeper and thank god it's what we both want and it's rich and beautiful and still so hard so here are some things i have been focusing on and implementing that have been lifting me out of this funk the very first thing is asking better questions (laughs) so Examples of my detrimental default questions are, why can't I get or do anything right? What is wrong with me? Why is everything so hard right now? Will I ever not have to worry about money? Why do I feel like I'm failing at everything right now? And then examples of better questions counter questions that I've just written down and asked out loud and in the form of prayer that have helped are, how can I learn and be grateful from this mistake? How can I exist on a peaceful continuum of growth and learning and expansion? How can I be more honest and patient with myself and with other people? How can I have more faith in myself and others and God in this moment? How can I be a better partner? How can I create abundance for myself and all around me in this life? What do I have that I could give to someone in this moment? How can I be of divine service? How can I show up more fully as love? How could I be more gentle on myself right now? So... It's good stuff. Byron Katie also has amazing counsel on this subject in her book. It's called The Work. You you take these reoccurring negative thought patterns and turn them around. Anyway, it's worth looking up. She's great. So the next thing is something I talk about a lot, and then it's hard to it's hard to be in it when you're feeling terrible. But whatever I choose to focus on gets louder. It grows, it comes alive in some way. It's so easy to forget that I always, always, always have things to be grateful for. Writing what I'm grateful for to a five-minute timer in the morning or at night is such a powerful practice. Thinking about these things that I could be grateful for while I'm driving. Uh, I used to play this game with my niece when she was tiny. She's going to be 18 here in a few months, which is crazy. She's this beautiful young woman. But anyway, we we called it the grateful game. Basically, as fast as we could, we'd go back and forth naming off things we were grateful for. Listen, there is no way you can play the grateful game, especially with a kid, and not feel lighter afterwards. Just to FYI, if you're ever in a funk and you live in Rogersville or nearby, come see me at Be Well. 
and I will literally play the grateful game with you. <laughs> uh, also, just a sidebar, while all this heavy stuff is happening, at the same time, I, I graduate from nutritional therapy school and become a practitioner. The day this podcast is released is my graduation day, and I got a 4.0, and that's crazy because I'm a terrible test taker. <laughs> And I could choose to focus on all the negative stuff or I could just take a moment to relax into the reality of what I've just accomplished and celebrate it. So yeah, being intentional with with what I focus on, really working on that. The next one is the common denominator is me. When a lot of things feel like they are going wrong, my initial reaction is to point my finger outward. However, in the midst of all these things that could be going better every direction I look, the one common denominator is actually me. So not to bash myself, but it's about reclaiming my power to make things right again. And when I'm pointing fingers away from myself, I'm also simultaneously giving my power away. And one thing I know about all the people I look up to in this world the people I consider to be heroes is that they're constantly taking responsibility for where they're at. And, and that is who I want to be too. So getting back to that truth and focusing on what I can do and how I could show up better, it feels good. It does lighten the heaviness of the energy. So the next thing that I have remembered, and actually when I'm struggling, I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to audio books or read people who speak truth, speak divine truth. And one of the things that popped up in the last week over and over again was give something to someone else. So sometimes we get so caught up in our woes, it, it can become like a selfish spiral. And sometimes the best thing we can do is to go feed the homeless or it doesn't have to be anything big at all. It could literally be a phone call or carrying groceries to someone's car for them or giving a bottle of supplements to someone who could really benefit from them at the shop or sharing a song with someone or whatever. It's amazing what giving does to the energy of lack or poverty consciousness, which is what I've been struggling with. It's it's a way of telling the world that I have so much to give no matter what. And that is what in return brings beautiful things back to us for real. So, and I guess this, this last one kind of relates to this too, but it's it's to take time to create something beautiful. I love writing songs, which I'm not saying all my songs are beautiful, but I am saying I love the process of creating music uh, through songwriting so much that I'm just, I'm commenting on how beautiful the experience is for me. And it, maybe for you, it's preparing a meal. Maybe it's creating a chitty chitty bang bang remake car, which my neighbor actually did all from recycled stuff he accumulated over the years. And then he's like driving it around now. <laughs> Amazing, genius. It, it could be creating a podcast or a poem or a dance or whatever. Uh, the process of creation, in my opinion, is one of the most potent ways to access God to feel God's goodness in your heart, to feel the Holy Spirit. 
words like God and Holy Spirit can be triggering for some people. I get it. Those are words that resonate with me, so I use them, but maybe yours is the universe or Jesus or the Great Spirit or whatever. It makes sense that for us to be in our creative energy, we would feel a closeness with the great creator which brought us to be, whatever you identify that as. This giving, this creating something beautiful could literally be a a handwritten letter to someone who you haven't talked to for a long time. It doesn't have to be anything big. It's just whatever you feel good about creating and, and passing on to someone or something. All right, well, this is a longer and more personal podcast than usual. However, I am grateful to have have shared this all with you, and I do hope that wherever you're at in your life, it makes you feel less alone and empowered. And if there's anybody else you know that might glean something from this, I do hope you share the podcast with them. I think because I'm recording this on the anniversary of my fiance and I, I'm going to play something I wrote for him. And this was really cool because it was one of those songs that came out fast and I just hit record. Um, The first line of the song is morning cry of a bluebird. And right when I hit record, a bluebird, well, actually, I don't know if it was a bluebird, some kind of a bird. (laughs) started singing and it was just perfect so it's actually just kind of a raw live demo but it was something I'd written for him and yeah I'm gonna share it okay so this song is called whole world newly and I hope you enjoy it and happy anniversary babe and I hope you all have a beautiful few weeks and we'll See you back here soon. Be well. Bye for now. Morning cry of a bluebird on a wire over me. Got me thinking. A new word to relay what you mean to me. Sir, that 
someone's made for you Maybe just a dumb words Till your world starts to I promise you 